Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to Notable Newcastle Authors. We're speaking here with Newcastle author Dr Wendy James, uh, very famous around Australia and shortly overseas, hopefully, as uh, one of Australia's best-known crime writers. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Michael. Thanks for being part of this. Now, now um, I'm really pleased you called me doctor. Nobody ever does, so that's, <laughs> that's a first. That's fine. Yeah, which you got uh, from, from Armidale University, but of course you're a local now. We'll take you as a local. Yeah, I'm You've a local. been living here in Newcastle since um, uh, 2011 or, or, or thereabouts. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And Newcastle, of course, has, has featured in, 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 in some of your books as a location with that there as well. The Accusation is your, your latest crime novel. Can you just tell us a, a little bit about that? Yeah, that came out last year with HarperCollins and it's, it's actually a, a rewrite of a very old story um, from England, an 18th century story about a girl who's kidnapped by some older women and kept in a house and escapes and then nobody ever worked out whether she was telling the truth or whether the women were telling the truth mm. about whether she'd been abducted and it became a really huge story. So I've used that story for mine and set it in a small town somewhere around here, but it's, you know, mm. not not a real place. Um, I've had, had people in Cessnock convinced that it was Cessnock, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had a lot of fun with that, turning it into an Australian mm. story about the media and um, internet stuff and uh, what happens when people are accused of things that they did or didn't do. And yeah, That's a, v- a very common theme, I think, with a lot of, of life these days about the influence of the internet, people being accused of things, bullying and all that type of thing. And I mean, that comes down to uh, your probably best known book, The Golden Child, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about shortly. But that, um, with a lot of your, your novels, then you, I've noticed that what you do is take modern contemporary family situations and deal with a lot of those things that I think families, whether they're parents or, or children, have to deal with and weave those into, into crime there. I mean, does that, does that help to make yeah. it? Re- relevant, I suppose. Oh, I think I think it makes it relevant. But what I'm also really interested in is the fact that sometimes crime happens to just really ordinary people, or or people who are very ordinary, living very ordinary lives, are suddenly caught up in 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 the world of um, police and crime and uh, the media. And it's not always the people you expect. And um, that's that's what really fascinates me. What what if it was me? What if it was my you know, the person next door. Of course. Um, my husband was a cop for 14 years and that's kind of bled into it, I suppose, kind of because he, you know, he really dealt with real people who were in the middle of, of extreme situations and, yeah, you do start thinking, you know, what if, what if, what if. Look, I know there's a lot of research that goes into any type of, of book or novel or whatever it is there. I mean, I mean, have you um, uh, asked him for advice or has he offered unsolicited advice about <laughs> how the police would go about <laughs> yeah, things? Yeah, both, both. I, yeah. I do actually 
actually, when I'm writing anything about police stuff, get him to to double check that I've got things right. Mm -hmm. And occasionally I haven't. And occasionally he said, yeah, but this is fiction. You can just make that up. You can put that in. I mean, I think there's a scene in the accusation uh, where the police come to visit with the victim Mm -hmm. and visits the alleged perpetrator's house. And he said, I don't know that they'd really do that, but I don't really. He said, don't worry, just do it. Yeah. If it works. I mean, crime, as you said, you've got got some that take uh, inspiration from earlier stories. Um, They may well be ones that historic crime or whatever. Uh, There's so many genres of crime writing. I mean, is is yours a particular type that you... uh, you concentrate on well what it, what it is um called is domestic noir which is which is taking the idea of noir which is a very dark yeah. gritty uh, mm. urban story mm. sort of became big in the 1950s in america and then you you stick it in a suburban setting which is quite fun it's sort of that juxtaposing the white picket fence with something really bad going yes. on so yeah. yeah that that is what i do but i started off actually writing a historical novel which had a crime in it um, and won the Ned Kelly Award. And so I sort of didn't really mean to become a crime writer. I just yeah. ended up doing it. And that was yeah. award for best first novel, yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And did you think, oh, goodness, it's probably all downhill from here? I mean, the <laughs> yeah. second novel yeah, yeah, is yeah. always second the difficult one. The second novel is terrifying, one. and the yeah, second yeah. novel was sort of took longer, and yeah, then yeah. It, it wasn't crime. But then after that, yeah. because I'd actually written a, a, a crime novel before I even started um my first novel mm-hmm. that was published and it, it was a domestic noir and yeah, so it yeah. came out as my third novel and so from then on I have written basically crime of one sort or another. And I think you said that with the whole domestic noir scene extraordinary things can happen to ordinary people and I noticed with a lot of your uh, with a lot of the novels including The Golden Child it uses um, uh, the way that young people blog or parents blog as as well, use the internet and all that type of thing. Um, do, do you hope that that means, as say, with your novels, it, it, it means that people can relate to them a lot better or you're creating characters that people believe? Yeah, well, I guess if, you, if you're working with things that are really, really current and contemporary, and, and sometimes it can get too much, the whole internet thing mm. inside a book and in, in film as well, you see it too, where you're constantly looking at what people are blogging or writing. Yep. But I think with fiction you can get... You can have a lot of fun with it because you can create masks yes, and yes. Um, then show what people are really doing but what they're saying they're doing. And so there's a lot of fun to be had making sort of yeah. tension with that, which is which Or you is could pick, talk about people's MySpace accounts and then realise that your novels become completely outdated after five oh, years. Oh, yeah, and I've done that. <laughs> so yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Yes. In The yeah. Golden Child, I don't think – I think it was Ask FM that was the big thing then, but it's, right. it's um, just – I don't even know if it exists now. No, so, yeah, you have no, to be careful. Newcastle boasts some award-winning and inspired authors who live and work in our city. You can access some of these stories and more via Newcastle Library's website or app. So The Golden Child, I mean, that um, that was uh, shortlisted for the Ned Kelly Awards. What actually are the Ned Kelly Awards? Ned Kelly Awards are Australia's uh, largest, uh, probably best-known crime fiction awards. There's the Ned Kelly Awards and then there's the David Awards, which is a female... Uh, women-only kind of uh-huh. um, crime-writing awards, right. which are also excellent, but right, yeah, they're the right. two. So The Golden Child, I mean, on the cover, which we have in front of it here, when teenage bullying spirals out of control, who is to blame? Uh, we're talking about, you said there are some things in here that uh, may, may not be um, completely on point at the moment as far as the internet goes, but certainly teenage bullying, 
Mm. You know, I mean that that it, I mean it may be depressing that it's something that has been going on and and, and still do, goes on. But I mean that obviously keeps it very relevant there as well. Yeah, and it's it's just really one more way that bullying can take place. I mean, I didn't start off thinking that the internet was going to be huge in it. I was just I was writing wanted to write a book about a bad kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, you know that almost instantly. That's that's yeah. where you can get to be really bad now. So you talk to people yeah. uh, my age about you know bullies and you know, people have been bullied and I've been bullied. Of course. You know, most people have had an experience, but but what was happening to kids now just seems like it's just blown up yeah. way out of proportion because there's no escape. So tell us a bit about the Golden Child as an as a novel then. Uh, so the Golden Child is is really about a mother who has done everything right. You know, she's a really really conscientious good mother with two daughters. And suddenly her daughter is accused of bullying another child to the point of suicide and she doesn't really quite believe it and um, she's friends with the family of the other child and it's just it's just about uh, what happens, um, what the child... It's also about the children themselves. But what, what really fascinated me was just the idea that, you know, you, you love your children and they come home and they tell you that something happened at school and you, you tend to mm. take their side and... It's usually your kid who's had something bad happen to them. But, you know, what if it's the shoes on the other foot and it is actually your kid who's doing the bad thing? Yeah. Um, uh, the Lionel Shriver novel, uh, the one about Kevin, we have to talk about Kevin. Right, yes. Um, that, that fascinated me too. But that was about a mother who was very um, ambivalent about mothering. I wanted to write something about somebody who really, really took mothering seriously, adored her children, did everything right, you know, really, really... Mm. Um, got into it and still you know children aren't blank slates yes yeah. now the golden child um has uh, been attracting some interest from overseas which is very exciting yes, for has. you um, um, where is that at the moment so it's in development as a series uh with big studio in the u.s and we've had some ups and downs but at the moment still looks like it could happen mm. but um this sort of thing happens a lot where your book is uh, taken up there's called an option and film companies are very interested in scripts I've had scripts written for series and films and things like that and they go nowhere so anyway fingers crossed but this this, this one has gone quite a few steps which is looking very good this is looking very hopeful are you having to give your baby over though? This is the uh, this is the thing does it um, become your story or not or you know yeah it looks what what they're doing is really different. So this the Golden Child is set in uh, Newcastle, Australia. Right. So and that was you know that was I had uh, family coming back from the US and moving back to Newcastle, and Newcastle was an important part of the story. Um, but they're setting it in Philadelphia, I believe, mm. and very different sort of parents, um, very different. The whole social thing is very different. And I've read the first script for the first episode, and and it is it's it's not the same. But there's enough of it in there to make me happy. I suppose that's the idea, and that's what that what would is what would have attracted them, is the whole idea in there, the the way that that the characters are. The way the situations are, and I yeah. suppose that's the thing. If they're, yeah. uh, if the they're, they're all there. there with that. Yeah. Um, being a newcomer to Newcastle, I mean, how how did you did you have to wander the streets at night <laughs> to make sure you got it right or something well, like that? What, what was fun about this, and it gets me out of all sorts of 
accusations of having done things wrong, which I'm sure I have, yeah. was that the uh, protagonist in the novel had only just moved to Newcastle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she got things wrong, like saying they were container ships when they're cargo and things like that, not me. <laughs> so, no, so that, that actually got me off the hook, really. That's very clever writing, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, no, she was supposed I'll to be... i blame the character. She was supposed to be like yeah, that. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's very good. The accusation came out in 2019. Yeah. Are you working on another novel at the moment? Yeah, I am. The accusation's um, coming out in the US January next year and I'm writing another novel and so that's due at the end of this year. And that'll be number nine, Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the way. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, a long process for you. Yeah, it is. It's usually a couple of years. I'm under pressure to do this next novel quite quickly, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that I can. I'm, I'm lucky enough at the moment to be able to work uh, to write full time, so that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that hasn't happened before. That's great. Yeah. We'll look for Dr. Wendy James and <laughs> her novels. They're very very good. Um, I noticed with the Golden Child, Austra- uh, Australian Women's Weekly, a chilling novel of our time. And with a truly shocking twist, and I suppose that's always a challenge with that. And uh, thank you very much for speaking to us today, Wendy. And um, you're now going to read uh, a little bit from The Accusation. Thanks, Michael. It's been a pleasure. She's everywhere. Google her name and you'll get over 12 million hits. The first thing you'll see is her Wikipedia entry, detailing her life before, during and after her abduction. You can follow her on Instagram and like her favourite places to eat, her latest outfits or whatever brand she's currently promoting. You can read her tweets and share her favourite articles, her random thoughts, the occasional video of cute kittens. You can scroll through the numerous images, that first, now almost iconic picture, the desolate little figure dressed in two big borrowed clothes, photographed just days after her escape. The pictures taken later from magazine shoots, interviews, red carpet appearances, the occasional candid shot taken while she's shopping, heading to the gym, dining out with a hot new boyfriend. You can see her in action on YouTube, talking about her ordeal on morning shows, afternoon shows, highbrow current affairs shows, trash TV with its shocking revelations, why I feared for my life and sanity. Of course, they're all careful to adhere to the letter of the law, only discussing her ordeal tangentially and never mentioning me by name. I'm guessing there'll be a role for her on mountain climbing with the stars or celebrity fondue and eventually I imagine she'll end up hosting her very own TV show Great Escapes with Ellie Canning. No doubt there's a Netflix original documentary in production ready to air the moment the case is settled. As well as the sites devoted to her case, she's made countless guest appearances on blogs and in magazines. You can discover her favourite designers in Chic, her favourite recipes in Women's Week, her top ten books, Jane Eyre, Lemony Snicket, Great Expectations, Harry Potter, all underdogs naturally, in The Chronicle, her favourite films in The Global Times. She seems to have been asked to give her opinion on everything from domestic abuse to Pink, whom she met during her last tour, front row seats, backstage passes, invites to the after party. She's on her way to becoming the go-to girl of her generation, a kind of down-market blonde Malala. Her ordeal not as politically interesting, but perhaps more relatable, and of course, far more satisfying for those who like their trauma served up with less politics and more dirt, less high-minded ideals and more sensation. And naturally, she's the latest feminist pin-up, I watched a talk on YouTube she did a few weeks ago. She's speaking at a luncheon in the city, hosted by some big law firm that specialises in taking on high-profile cases for women, pro bono, defending them against workplace harassment, internet bullying, unfair dismissal. It's a great gig, and I have to hand it to Honor, celebrity agent par excellence. She knows just which buttons to press, where this particular client will shine the brightest. She's the perfect victim and the perfect survivor. She's just what the cultural moment ordered. 
Thanks for listening to Notable Newcastle Authors. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen to keep our story going. This has been a Newcastle Library's real production.